Listener Production. Take it away. For the first time in 2021, we are free of that nightmare. <laughs> My dulcet toned Adonis. Woo! Hello, Gistners, and welcome to the first episode of Just the Gist for 2021. We're putting a lot of pressure on this day, on this month, and on this year as a whole to redeem everything that happened in 2020. This is a weekly-ish podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about usually just one story per episode. However, this... Mm -hmm. One we're doing a little bit differently and Rosie's going to give us a bit of a recap of some of the funniest, craziest, wackiest things that happened in the year 2020. This is just the gist of 2020. (laughs) And I'm realising now that this may be the last thing you want to hear on the first day of 2021. (laughs) Maybe we didn't plan this that well. But we are actually recording this in December of 2020 because we're pre-recording this Mm -hmm. so that we can have a bit of a break. As if we're recording this on New Year's Day. (laughs) Please. But we wanted to have something ready for you. And um, so we decided to do a Christmas special, which was uh, Just the Gist of Santa, Mm -hmm. which Jacob did. And then we decided to do a New Year's Day special, which would be Just the Gist of 2020 in it. And I said, I'll do that. (laughs) That'll be easy. And I kind of prepared it and I had like 10 things. And then I thought, oh, I'll put up a post just to see if I've missed anything. Mm. So I put up a post to everyone and I said, oh, what's some weird things that have happened in 2020? Because I'm doing it just the gist. And literally I was like, I have missed 875 things. (laughs) And so then I got really paranoid and I was like, I need more time. There's not enough. And I went back and forth on how to do this, how to break 2020 down, how to like collate all the weird shit that happened because it is literally, I think... A year that has felt like a decade. Yep. It is also a year that I think a decade from now people will be looking back on as quite an historical year. Like Mm. I think, you know, in the future our kids or our grandkids or in our case probably our nieces and nephews' (laughs) kids will be asking us, was 2020 really that messed up? Mm. And we will say, yes, Mm -hmm. it was like a disaster movie come to life. Mm -hmm. Like it was the weirdest, most indescribable year. So in the end, the way I decided to kind of do it was, okay, this is in no particular order. Mm -hmm. I tried to keep this as as chronological as I could, but I I could not go back and figure out the exact dates of all the stuff that happened. So I'm giving you just the gist of 2020 (laughs) and I'm sort of starting loosely in January and ending loosely in December. And I will also say that this is by no means an exhaustive list. (laughs) I do not want messages about things I missed, about things I should have talked about, about things I failed to mention. Please, this is not an exhaustive list. We are just doing crazy, weird shit that happened in 2020 that made 12 months feel like 120 months. (laughs) So that's my caveat. That's my disclaimer. That's how I'm approaching it. Love it. You've set it up perfectly. It's weird to me, though, that it does feel like a decade crammed into a year. At the same time, it It feels like it's just been a week. Like, it just feels like it's It's flown by in a flash looking back at it. I know. And when we go through these, we, 
I guarantee you will both keep saying, I can't believe that happened a year ago. Yeah. I can't believe that, like, because it feels like yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to just get into Where it? Where do we begin? Without further ado. Take it away. Here is just the gist of 2020, widely considered the worst year in history. <laughs> widely considered the year that if you survived it, people will be asking you about it forevermore. When you're on your deathbed at 95, little kids will say, what was it like, Grandma? What was it like? And this is what you can tell them. <gasps> so I'm starting off with the fact that when we started the year, actually we ended 2019 and started 2020, Australia was on fire. Mm -hmm. It was literally on fire. We had what is historically considered the worst bushfire season we've ever had mm. in the history of our country. They called it Black Summer. Mm. We were pretty much saying during that period of 2019 to 2020, which is the Australian summer because we our summer is, um, what's our summer? November, November, December, January? No, December, January, February Correct. is our yeah. summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People were saying it was Black Summer, the worst bushfire season we've ever had. We honestly thought it would be the most historically awful time in our history mm. and there could not be anything else to overshadow how significant that bushfire season was. Mm. And I got some stats here. So the fires started in about August of 2019, mm -hmm. actually, which is what people don't realise. They started to get pretty bad in September and then they just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. By uh, March 2020, the fires had burnt an estimated 18.6 million hectares of land. They destroyed over 5,900 buildings, which included 2,779 homes. They'd killed at least 34 people directly, but there were hundreds of others that they think were killed indirectly mm -hmm. via, like, smoke inhalation and, and mental health stuff and other things. Yep. Nearly 3 billion animals, mm. the vast majority being reptiles, were affected and some endangered species were driven to extinction. Mm -hmm. At its peak, air quality dropped to hazardous levels in all southern and eastern states. Do you remember that? Do you remember waking up mm -hmm. and the air was literally, like, you could see the air. The air was brown. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. foul. Uh, we had the most toxic air in the world. Mm. And we did. I mean, you could chew For, on it. It was like so weeks thick. weeks on end. Yeah, it was so bad. Mm. Yeah. The cost of dealing with the bushfires uh, is expected to exceed the $4.5 billion of the 2009 Black Saturday fires, which mm. up until this last this year were the worst fires we'd had. Economists estimate that the bushfires over 2020 may cost over $103 billion in property damage and economic losses, making the bushfires Australia's costliest natural disaster mm. in history. Nearly 80% of Australians were affected, either directly or indirectly, by the bushfires. By January 2020, the smoke from our bushfires had moved so far mm. that they were affecting people in Chile and Argentina. Mm. That's 11,000 kilometres away. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still recovering from those fires now and we are now moving into another fire season. Yep. And that was literally the start of 2020 this year. Yep. Like, how crazy is that? 
those were really, really dark days. Um, and obviously at the time we had no idea what was ahead, but it just felt mm. like the worst thing that this country was ever going to face. And in many ways you could argue that it was and it remains the worst thing that we've ever faced because, like mm. you said, with those numbers, absolutely horrific. The outpouring of support from around the world was incredible um, and that was probably what moved me to tears the most at the time, the fact that people were being well, incredibly generous. Celeste Barber held that amazing fundraising concert that mm. she thought was going to raise like a million bucks and it ended up raising, what, like $55 million. Mm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, this was before people realised that the world was going to turn to shit yeah. in a few months. But at the time, it was the biggest disaster happening in the world and everybody reached out and was generous and was trying to help us. Yeah. And, you know, the only hope that we can sort of have is that people haven't forgotten about it and people are going to continue to be as generous and um, as proactive as they were at the time when it came to fighting the fires, when it comes to preventing what caused the fires, Mm. which is climate change. (laughs) Climate change, yes. (laughs) Yes. Which our current government does not take particularly seriously, but hopefully they will, they Mm -hmm. are. I mean... Scott Morrison has been called out on the world stage by other, like, leading Western country leaders saying, Mm. you are not doing enough. Mm. Australia is the only country not doing enough. And that's embarrassing. And it's it's affecting us more directly, I think, than any other country. And we're the Western country doing the least. We are the third worst in the world. So that's not just amongst the Western nations. We are the third worst in the world per capita when it comes to carbon emissions. It's absolutely foul. The biggest hope I think that we have is the fact that Joe Biden is going to take over in the US. Mm. And then that's going to cause a domino effect that means more and more countries actually have to start to become more and more and more proactive. Yes. Um, so fingers crossed. Like I say, lots of pressure fingers on 2021. Crossed. So that's how we started 2020. The next thing I want to talk about is there were baboons on the loose <laughs> in Newtown. <laughs> so this was in February. I was in Adelaide doing my stand-up show. You were here with yeah. me. And we just got this. It was all across Twitter that some baboons had escaped a scientific testing facility at RPA, Royal Prince Alfred Hospital, which is in Newtown, and then they just went on the run down King Street, which is the main street of Newtown. And so basically what happened was there were three baboons, one was a male, and he was scheduled to get a vasectomy. And he had two females that they'd brought with him to keep him comfortable. And they were in the car park and they were about to go in to give him the vasectomy and he was like, F this. And they went on the run <laughs> and they just took off and it took a couple of hours. Like I remember on Twitter, pe- Twitter people were like, they haven't got the baboons yet. And everyone was like, run baboons, run. <laughs> and they eventually caught them a couple hours later and he did get the vasectomy the next day. I tried to look into what happened to them. I There's no information, but what I will say is that they were part of a, um, There's like a baboon, they call it sanctuary, but it's not. It's 60 kilometres west of Sydney. It's a baboon facility where they breed and raise baboons for the sole purpose of being um, tested on, like having scientific medical testing done on them. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are transported between that facility and RPA to get tested on. Mm -hmm. 
They say that this baboon had been breeding his entire life. Uh-huh. The reason he was getting the vasectomy is because he was getting close to the end of his life. They didn't need him to breed anymore. Mm-hmm. But he was most he had most likely been getting multiple scientific tests done on him ever since he was a baby and also being forced to breed. And so when he got to the car park that day and somebody accidentally left the door of the van open, he was like, I'm out, I'm Mm. gone, F you guys. And he took off and he took two (laughs) girls with him. It was really exciting. <laughs> I'm not waiting around for Cher to save me. I'm going to take matters into my own hands no, and hit the road. I remember we were we were together and I was about to go on stage and do one of my shows and they were on the loose. And the second I got off stage, I was like, what's happened with the baboons? Where are the baboons? <laughs> like everyone just wanted to know, where are the baboons? Unfortunately, they were caught. I was hoping for a Milo and Otis situation where they just took <laughs> off into the bush and were never found and lived happily ever after. But, um, I mean, yes, it was funny, but it's also quite sad mm. in the end. But, um, yeah. Next, <laughs> I mean, this one's kind of obvious, COVID. Yeah. COVID happened. Mm. So we were in Adelaide for my stand-up show at the Adelaide Fringe Festival And COVID was kind of like this thing that was just sort of on the periphery of the news. Like everyone was saying, oh, this weird like thing, like virus has come out of China. And then everyone started saying hashtag save Chinese restaurants because there was this thing where no one wanted to go to Chinese restaurants. Mm. And so then I remember Caleb and I went to Yum Cha one morning because we were like, save Chinese restaurants. Everyone's being racist, like thinking that, you know, whatever Chinese food they eat is going to give them some virus. And so it all just seemed kind of like silly and unreal and weird. And so we were in Adelaide. And then I remember I flew home the next day to Sydney and then it was like, oh, wait, uh, some countries are going into lockdown because it's really bad. And we were all like, we won't go into lockdown, right? And we were like, no. And it was at that point that you and I recorded an episode of Just the Gist (laughs) and you had some thoughts about what you thought corona was and COVID was. And um, and I've I've, um, very helpfully gone back through the archives and found... The thoughts you had back in, uh, when did we record this episode? 6th of March 2020. (laughs) Would you like me to play what your thoughts were on COVID back then? Not really, because I'm sort of embarrassed by them. I was not the only one who thought those things. But, um, yeah, you were probably right when you said that the Byron um, mindset was taking hold in me at that time. Take it away. Please, let's play it. Obviously, first, Jacob, this week, what we really need to talk about is um, hashtag toilet paper gate, hashtag toilet paper frenzy, hashtag toilet paper mass hysteria, hashtag Australians are idiots, hashtag etc. Because people have gone nuts over toilet paper because of Corona. Why? Uh, because they think that they're not going to be able to leave their homes, I'm assuming. And then once people found out that other people were starting to hoard supplies, then they realised that they'd better get in quick, otherwise they were going to miss out. And, of course, it's getting more and more and more media coverage. It's just snowballing. And my question is, what are they trying to distract us from? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. What do you mean? Why, what do you think they're trying to distract us oh, from? Oh, that's my take on the whole coronavirus and not to be disrespectful to anyone who has been 
affected by it, but the fact that it's getting so much media Your coverage. Quote. Yeah. And my prediction is that we'll look back on this and it'll be just like another mm. SARS or bird flu or swine flu that was nowhere near as devastating <laughs> as the doomsayers were expecting it to be. But at the moment, it's getting so much media coverage at the time. Um, and that I'm curious to know but have no actual <laughs> theories as to what they're trying to distract us all from. What? Well, I thought we main... were going to have a funny conversation about toilet paper and now I'm so confused. What happened during SARS that they were distracting us from to give you this theory? Oh, well, we still don't know, do we? Because we're <laughs> all too distracted by Jacob SARS. William Stanley, <laughs> stop it right now. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What do you like? What? I genuinely don't know, but I just think it's really <laughs> suspicious that there's so much attention being paid to this outbreak that so far hasn't been anywhere near as catastrophic. Oh. Can I? My what's face your take right on now? it then? My take on it is you've been in Byron for the last week <laughs> and you've gone a bit cuckoo. Uh. I feel like you're going to start denying vaccinations. Not drinking tap water because there's fluoride in it. All your teeth are going to fall out. You have gone round the Byron Bend, my friend. <laughs> what are they trying to distract us from? <gasps> are you embarrassed? No, I stand by everything that I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yet to be proven Look, wrong. it was a different time. This was early March. This is when it all seemed crazy. So I will give you that. Yes. And, of course, I was very much in denial because I had friends and family members telling me, you are not going to be able to go travel overseas, my friend. And I was not going to mm. just accept that lying down. Um, so, yeah, I had to get all <laughs> Pete Evans about it. <laughs> uh, but let's just... For the record, you are now fully on board with the fact that it's a serious virus and it's messed us all. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> of course. Wait, I'm being facetious. I was 100% wrong. Um, and I'm very <laughs> happy to admit that. While at the same time, I wish I'd been right. I had so many lives would have been saved. Mm, I know. And so much of the shit that did happen I this know. year wouldn't have happened had it not been um, yeah, an actual pandemic. I also have to say, mm. I don't think it's a coincidence that your conspiracy theory about COVID disappeared once you left Byron Bay. Okay, next up. This year, I think a lot of people didn't even notice, which is crazy, but that's how crazy this year has been. The Pentagon in the US released actual footage of UFOs. <laughs> So they had videos of unidentified flying objects from 2004 and 2015 and they released them this year, I think, and this is where I sound crazy, because they knew that this year was so nuts that if they released it now it would just get lost in the shuffle of how crazy this year was. Mm. But they basically said they released the footage because there was so much speculation online about them having secret footage and them having evidence of aliens. And they were like, look, you know what? Just to stop all of you going crazy, we're going to release the footage that we do have. We have this video from 2004. We have this video from 2015. We cannot identify what the flying objects in these videos are but we don't think they're aliens, but here you go, have a look. And they thought that that would make everyone calm down, but all it did was make everyone go, that's effing aliens, <laughs> and everyone went nuts. 
So in one of the videos, there's a fighter pilot, uh, uh, I don't know, like from the army or whatever, mm. and he is saying that just accelerated like nothing I've ever seen. I have no idea what that is, but that flies so well, I want to pilot one. So there were pilots sitting in their plane looking at this thing going, I don't know what the F that is, but that's incredible. Um, And so basically the Pentagon is saying, we don't know what it is. Yes, so technically they're unidentified flying objects, but that doesn't mean they're aliens. And everyone was like, F you, they're aliens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Proof of aliens this year. <laughs> That's 2020. <laughs> Did you have something to say about the aliens? Yeah, I was just curious. Have you looked into any further conversation that's happened there or is it still sort of going around in that same little loop? Has anything yeah, developed? Yeah, pretty much. It just disappeared because it was like so many crazy things have happened this year that they released it and people were like, that's aliens. And they were like, we don't think it is. And everyone was like, well, we do. And people have basically, conspiracy theorists have taken it as proof that aliens exist. Uh-huh. And that they were alien aircraft. And the pilots in the planes that filmed the footage, like the Army pilots, Air Force pilots, they think it was aliens. They say we saw it with our own eyes and there is no way that that was a human aircraft mm-hmm. in both so in both videos. Mm. And what's your take? What do you believe? Do you actually believe it was aliens or do you think that the Russians are just punking us? I mean, when you look at the videos, it's pretty... I don't know, it looks like it could be extraterrestrial to me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. And I'm not against the concept of aliens. I think they could be out there. Oh, yeah, it's a distinct possibility. It's highly unlikely that they've made it all the way here, unbeknownst to us. But, yep, hey, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> That's 2020. <laughs> That's 2020. <laughs> okay, next, Tiger King fever. So... Tiger King was this bizarre phenomenon that I'm not sure it would have been as popular as it was. I think it was incredibly lucky that it happened to come out at the exact moment we all got put into lockdown because of COVID. Mm. And we all kind of collectively watched this nutso show Mm -hmm. and all went crazy over it internationally together at the same time. Yeah. The only thing that's kind of developed from it is that Carol Baskin is now famous and makes lots of money doing cameos where people trick her into saying happy birthday to serial killers. (laughs) And uh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. And Joe Exotic is still in prison and he's hoping that Donald Trump will give him a pardon before he leaves office Mm. in a couple of months or in a month or so. Are they really? Well, Joe Exotic is hoping that, yes. Okay, right. He's, he's like, campaigning to get pardoned. Uh Uh-huh. Well, he's been doing that for a while. <laughs> good luck to him. Um, yeah. Actually, no, I don't think good luck to him. He did some really terrible things and he actually is there for a reason. Yes, he's gross. Yeah. He shot tiger cubs in the head. Yeah, foul. And then sold them as dog food. Yeah, he, yeah, he was gross. He's terrible. This weird hero for people. But, yeah, I mean, for so many of us, there were just so many moments. Have you gone back and watched it? No. I just, for me, it was like that weird moment in time Caleb had just come to Sydney. We were like, oh, I guess we're together now. And we were in lockdown and we watched Tiger King and pretty much got pissed every night because there was nothing else to do in lockdown. And then I just feel like it's this frozen moment in lockdown time that mm. I have not revisited. Yeah, it's it's so iconic of 2020, something that was, yeah. you know, so insane. The characters were just too crazy to actually be invented by someone writing fiction. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it 
sort of united all of us in this fantastic way. I remember watching the first three episodes with my aunt and uncle late at night and then it reaching a point where we were like, okay, we have to go to bed. And then as soon as we woke up, it was like, ready for episode <laughs> four, let's go. Oh, yes, mm. I know. It was nuts. It was just a, yeah, I think it was the first kind of collective experience we all shared in lockdown, mm-hmm. which was, you know unique at the time but has now become just like yeah we've been in lockdown whatever hey i'm assuming that you heard about the woman who worked for carol baskin who had her arm ripped off by a tiger the other day yes yeah so the thing that i found sort of most interesting about that story was that carol baskin has had to stop allowing visitors to come to wildcat rescue big cat rescue whatever it is that she operates Mm. because so many people were coming along to troll her basically because they believe that she killed Mm. her husband um so a lot of people were coming there sort of for the wrong reasons and so she hasn't been allowing visitors for a while but obviously the volunteers have still been coming to do their work um but there's talk now the park is going to have to be shut down because this woman you know she says that it was just her fault that she didn't follow protocol but the argument is well she wasn't well trained enough um and how many other people aren't well trained enough because obvious in Tiger King that Carol Baskin just has all these volunteers that whose labor she basically exploits to make money for herself. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, we'll probably find out in early 2021 whether Big Cat Rescue is no more. We'll see. Okay. So next, this is a huge thing that I don't care that much about, but it felt like it warranted a place on the list. The UK left the European Union this year. Hmm. That's big. <laughs> I know. And it happened on the same day that I left my job. So, you know, two iconic and moments. you know what's two iconic moments, but you know what I care about even more? The UK left the EU and then Harry and Meghan left the UK. Harry oh, yeah. and Meghan quit as royals. Megxit, yeah. This year. Yeah. They did a Megxit. What do you think about that? I think I still probably need someone to break it down for me. All I do really know is that she was being treated horribly by the British Mm. press and that she was not welcomed with open arms in the royal family. And so for both of Mm them, um, you know, they just had an honest conversation of saying, is this what we really want? And why would anyone want what it was that they had? I mean, yes, there was access Mm. to fancy parties and cars and outfits, but that's not worth the way that they were being treated. So um, I think they made a really, really smart decision that Mm. was right for them. I think so. I mean, I think they just did what they wanted to do. And I think he, you know, has been affected by his mother's death. And as soon as he fell in love with a woman and then had a baby with that woman, he had a new sense of protectiveness Mm. for her and his family. I will say, though, um, on the, I mean, oh, I hate the saying to play devil's advocate. But people do say that, you know, they initially said, um, we just want to leave Uh, London, like Britain, because Mm. the tabloids there are so awful. And they initially moved to British Columbia. They were in Canada, which is part of, you know. The the, Commonwealth. The Commonwealth. And everyone was like, oh, you know, Meghan Markle just wants to be married to a prince but also still do Hollywood. And they were like, no, we don't care about Hollywood. We don't care about that. We don't care about that. And then a couple months later they, you know, 
they're now living in a $14 million mansion in Bel Air and they're right in the centre of Hollywood mm. and they're, they signed a deal with Netflix. And, I mean, I don't blame her. I think she played it really smart. She married into a royal family and then was like, hey, I don't want to do any of that boring stuff. Mm. Come back to Hollywood with me and do what I want to do. And all these people in England were like, we told you that's what she was going to do. And it's like, yeah. And mm. <laughs> she's kind of played it perfectly. It's her life. She doesn't seem to be hurting anybody. And also, what else is she going to do? Get a job at a call centre? And if he wants to do it, it's not like he's a, like, you know, person with no agency. Mm. Like, he agreed to go with her. Mm. So let him. Let him do what they want. Mm -hmm. Next up. This year, Harvey Weinstein was convicted and went to prison. That was this year. That's another thing that got lost in the shuffle. (sighs) Yeah. And in that conviction uh, was a lot of women testifying to the fact that his penis is so weird looking, it's almost inverted like a vagina. Uh, It's kind of deformed, like he's had several surgeries on it. It's kind of like a Franken penis and that he cannot get a hard on unless he injects it with something. Mm. (laughs) So just, you know, I feel like, any chance to humiliate him is warranted. So yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. Someone else, you'd have some empathy for them. For him, it's sort of like, well... No, no. <clears throat> yep. Is this the Gross. reason that you were so Good. incredibly disgusting or depraved or was this actually Maybe. karma paying you back for being so yeah. awful? So he's still in prison now. I saw on the news he had a hearing the other day about um, there's he got charged in New York and there's more charges against him in L.A. and they were talking about you know, when he's going to go to L.A. to face those charges. But either way, he's going to die in prison, which Mm. he deserves. So that's amazing. Also this year, Elon Musk and Grimes had a baby and named it X, weird symbol, A-12. (laughs) I remember this. That happened this year. I know. It it sounds like they used one of those... Apple password generator thingies to name their kid. I know. And they said that it was pronounced Archangel. Is that correct? They said it meant Archangel. And then they went to uh, register and the state of California was like, you cannot have numbers on a birth certificate. So then they changed it to X, weird symbol, A-XII. So they used the Roman numeral for 12 rather than the number. But that is still what is on that baby's birth certificate is X, weird symbol, A-XII. That poor kid. But you know what? That baby's a billionaire. So I, you know what? It's worth it, kid. Yeah. Just suck it up. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have very, very few problems in life. Spend the money. Mm. Yes. Uh, Next up, 2020 was the first time in the history of the world that a man was fined by the police under the charge of farting with intent. (laughs) What? What? So a man man in Austria was fined $820 because he walked past a group of police, turned towards them, and they said he broke wind very loudly in our direction. (laughs) And... They said it offended public decency, which is why they fined him. But then there was a public outcry saying you cannot find someone for what is a human impulse. Mm. Like, and they said, no, we can because we're calling it farting with 
intent. <laughs> so, and what be careful, the, my friends. What consequences did he get? He got fined $820. Oh, okay, right. That's all. And he had to pay it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sets a weird precedent for them. It does. And it's also, like, quite subjective. How can you prove that someone farted with intent? <laughs> I mean, did he lift a leg? That glint in their eye. Yeah, right? Because, I mean, I fart in Caleb's face all the time, like, but it's obvious that I'm, like, that I prepped it and I'm doing it on purpose. It's obvious when I'm doing it on purpose versus when I just accidentally toot a little. Right. And I didn't expect it. Okay. And I guess that was the prosecution's think- argument. Yeah, I think maybe he did a leg lift, like, mm. you know, <laughs> sounds like, well, it sounds like exactly what they say. He farted with intent. That's oh, 2020, my that's friends. That's 2020. What's, this, what's the catchphrase of this episode? That's, that's 2020. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up. This year, Donald Trump was the third president in the history of presidents in the US to be impeached. Mm. He was impeached, Mm. which I think people forget. And he was impeached on a crazy charge. So he basically said to the Ukraine, we will stop giving you money for military aid, which they desperately need, Mm -hmm. unless you agree to lie to the media and say you've been investigating Joe Biden's son for corruption and unless you lie to the media and say that you interfered in the 2016 election and not Russia Mm. because Russia is proven to have intervened in the 2016 election to get him elected. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't they freaked out because they were like, well, we need our military aid and they didn't know what to do. And then a whistleblower came forward and said, Trump is holding the Ukraine basically hostage. Mm. And then it broke in the news and he got charged. He got impeached. But when the vote of the impeachment got to the Senate, they said, yes, he's impeached, but we're not going to remove him from office. So he stayed president, but he is one of only three presidents ever to get impeached, Mm. which is basically like shameful. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he can't experience shame. So, of course, that's it's just water off a duck's back for him. That's (laughs) That's 2020. And that's the Trump administration. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, the fact that it was the Senate, right? That's what let him off because of the fact that he had control of the Senate, which is why, you know. So the House of Representatives voted to impeach him and then it had to go to the Senate. Mm. And in February of 2020, it went to the Senate and they uh, upheld the impeachment but voted to keep him in office. Mm -hmm. So he got to stay in office. Yeah. Um, And that's why, I mean, we keep saying we're putting a lot of pressure on January 2021. One of the things that's happening over there are Mm. the runoff elections happening in Georgia, which will decide two Senate seats, which if they do go to the Democrats, it'll mean that the Senate is split 50-50. If they both go to the Republicans or if even just one of them goes to the Republicans, then they'll maintain control of the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where a lot of the power is really held. So we're all going to be watching that Because a lot of the votes... Yeah, a lot of the votes on laws and on things like impeachment and it all comes down to the Senate and how they vote. Mm-hmm. And so, but the great thing is that 
so many of these like pro-Trump QAnon Republicans are so stupid that they're all telling each other, don't even bother voting in the runoff election yeah. because it's rigged anyway. And so none of them are going to vote and then hopefully that means the Democrats will get the seats. Like, they're so stupid. Yeah, oh, yeah. America, I'm sorry, you guys, but the rest of the world is looking at you and thinking you are basically a third world country. Like, it's... It, I would be scared to go to America right now, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, um, My yeah. heart breaks for a lot of the people who are there and who do genuinely love all yeah. the amazing things about that country. Right now it's hard to keep those things in mind when there's so many things that are going on that it's like, oh, wow, we are watching an empire collapse. Oh, it's collapsed. Mm. I mean, Biden and Harris will do what they can, but I think the... You've got to remember, he got 80 million votes, but Trump got 70 million. Mm. So it's not like there's a la- like there's a landslide against him. Mm. There are a lot of people who still believe in what he's selling and who are convinced that when he gets removed from the White House, which he will, that it's illegally and mm. that the election was rigged yeah. and that it was stolen mm. and that the whole country is f***ed. And, like, I, I just I can't see things going positively yeah um i mean for them you rem- no matter what happens you remember how uptight i was around the time of the election because i'd become so mm. deeply obsessed with all of this stuff um and i really thought that there was going to be some pretty um radical stuff that was happening over there violent stuff that would be happening mm. um I'm, i haven't let go of those fears i gotta tell you <laughs> i don't mean yeah. to be pessimistic um but it does feel like once you know, the plans for the actual inauguration are made. The fact that the country is split in such a divisive way has the potential to then mm. just continue to boil and boil and boil until it explodes oh, into a civil war. Oh, and he's saying he's going to hold a rally on that day, yeah. his own rally. Mm. And Ivanka Trump is now, they're saying, almost certain to run for governor of Florida. And so she's going to end up this weird handmaid's tale type president, Ice Queen mm. president, which I think could very likely happen. I mean, the whole thing is just, oh, I'm glad I live in Australia. Mm-hmm. Next up, just as I predicted, 2020 was the year that Pete Evans went off the effing <laughs> deep end. <laughs> I predicted this. Did I not? With pinpoint accuracy, yes, you did predict With this. Pinpoint accuracy. The second he got fired from Master uh, MasterChef, I was like, nah, he's gonna this has given him the freedom to the only thing keeping him in line is the fact that he had a commercial contract mm. with a free-to-air network television show that was making him a lot of money. The second they dropped him, he was free to just spurt all his nonsense theories, which started off with like weird anti-vax stuff and has now ended with pro-Nazi propaganda. So he has literally gone off the deep end. Mm. Sorry. Pete Evans was on My Kitchen Rules on Channel 7, not MasterChef. My bad. You know what I'm talking about. That's what he was on. A cooking show. Okay. I don't, I'm not a, do I look like I'm a huge fan of cooking shows? <laughs> he cooked food on television, all right? Let's move on. I mean, thankfully, 2020, the last couple weeks has ended with bookstores refusing to sell his books and him being removed from commercial campaigns and all kinds of things. He's moved his social media to Parlay or Parla, Mm. that right-wing social media platform, in which he is basically sprouting this thing that he's been, you know, unjustifiably um, targeted Mm. and that he is the victim of, like, a hate campaign 
but also here's some more pro-Nazi propaganda and don't vaccinate your children. Mm. He's a nutter. And I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. Did you know that it was going to be this insidious, though? Like, did you have any inkling that No, I knew. Mm. I absolutely knew. I was like, he is crazy. I knew he was crazy. And I knew that the second, the one thing keeping him tethered to reality was the fact that he was at Channel 10 Mm. and he had this contract and he had to act like a normal person. The second that was dropped, I was like, he's going to go completely gangbusters nuts. But did you see the Nazi white supremacy sort of stuff coming? Yes, because that's what those people, like, that's what I assumed was going to happen. Mm -hmm. All of those anti-vax weird people end up going down those rabbit holes where they end up being QAnon, Hillary Clinton is a pedophile, Mm -hmm. the world is a conspiracy, Illuminati, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, I absolutely saw it going this far. I can't wait to see what you predict next for him. But um, actually, no, I'm going to ask about this now because for me, with both him and do you know who Mickey Willis is? No. Mickey Willis is the guy that created Pandemic and, pan- sorry, Plandemic and Plandemic 2. Oh, um, the documentary that hooked in a lot of people. Oh, yeah, big time. That became the sort of launching yeah. point for a lot of people then going down the conspiracy theory, rabbit hole, COVID's not real, yeah. then embracing QAnon, all of that sort of stuff. Pete Evans and Mickey Willis have bought, both bought really large plots of land, which they're now selling off mm. to people. So you can buy a small section and then you can build your own house there. So they're setting up these communes that people can move to where they can homeschool their kids. Yes, Pete's is in Byron Bay and Mickey Willis's is in Austin. We are watching the formation of the next Jonestowns. Mm. And they are all built around these sort of charismatic leaders who position themselves as being so um, altruistic, but then being victimised by the mainstream media and having no choice but to Mm -hmm. retreat and won't you come with me, please. And it's sweeping up way too many people. And it seems like we've learned nothing from history because Mm -hmm. it's just happening again. I mean, that deranged video of Pete Evans with the horse. Mm, Did you see that? Yeah. So the day after he posted a pro-neo-Nazi meme and admitted that he knew it was a pro-neo-Nazi meme and then everybody was like, dude, you just posted a pro-neo-Nazi meme and the next day as damage control, he took a selfie video where he was next to a horse and he had crazy eyes and he was like, okay, wait, how can I, what can be the horse? Like here, this is the horse, ready? So he's patting the horse and he's going, <laughs> I don't even know what pronouns are. <laughs> I'm just here with my horse. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. If you think I'm a pro neo Nazi, then you're the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the most disconcerting, bizarre thing. Mm. And it was like, dude, you're a nutter. Mm-hmm. He's a nutter. Yeah. And I predicted it. Yeah. That's 2020. <laughs> okay, next. Murder Hornets. Ah, Murder yes. Hornets appeared this year. So many people referenced this when I asked for ideas. So <laughs> I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. But basically, Murder Hornets are hornets, kind of like wasps. They grow up to five centimetres long and they've only been found in Asia in the past. But this year they started popping up around North America. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess because that place is a dumpster fire and they were like, let's go. <laughs> Sounds like um, us. But it's I, a party. Yeah, I got some info. 
queens can grow up to five centimetres long. Mm-hmm. They're called Asian giant hornets, and they use mandibles shaped like spiked shark fins to wipe out a honeybee hive in a matter of hours, decapitating the bees and flying away with the thoraxes to feed their young. <laughs> For larger targets... The hornet's potent venom and stinger, long enough to puncture a beekeeping suit, make for an excruciating combination that victims have likened to hot metal driving into their skin. They, yeah, it's bad. They generally kill a few dozen people each year in the areas that they are in Asia, a few dozen people, but this year they suddenly appeared in the US. Mm. No one knows how, no one knows why. But there they are. And it's scary, I mean, because, yes, they could hurt humans, but also because as everybody who knows about the climate and the incredibly fragile nature of our natural ecosystem, Mm. bees are incredibly important and we cannot have murder hornets decapitating them and stealing their thoraxes to feed their young. We need to protect the bees. We do. (laughs) So murder hornets, scary. Barely made a blimp on the radar because 2020 has been so weird. So there's still a threat. There's still a threat. There's, there was, they just, a random hive popped up in North America mm-hmm. near the Canadian border that they think they got, but then another one popped up and they don't know why or how they got there. And they're just hoping that another one doesn't appear because they're murder hornets, so they murder. Mm-hmm. They murder. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of them. We haven't. Okay, God, there's more. God, there's a lot on this list. Um, let's quickly go through next, the next few. Bindi Irwin got married and is pregnant. Huh. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. that happened this year. Free Britney went big. Yeah. Hashtag free Britney. We're going to do an episode on this. I just keep waiting for it to sort of come to some kind of natural conclusion, mm. but it never does. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. But like we've talked about, A few weeks ago, she tried to get her father removed as conservator of her affairs and she was denied. Mm -hmm. So her dad, who people say is abusive and awful, is still in charge Mm -hmm. of pretty much everything to do with her life. She's saying that she refuses to record any new music until he's removed. He's saying she needs to record new music or she's going to run out of money everybody's looking into every Instagram post that she puts up and trying to find secret clues in it. But this is basically the year that people realise that Britney Spears has been under an incredibly strict conservatorship for the last 11 years and has no control over her personal life. And people are like, wow, shit, Mm. that sucks. Yeah. Um, Have you still been listening to Free Britney, the podcast? No, I can't. Eat, Pray, Britney. What is it? Eat, Pray, Britney, yeah. Eat, Pray, Britney. They're too sincere. I can't listen to it without laughing. Mm. Have you been listening to it? No, I had the same thing. They were just a bit too emotionally invested in it for me. Yeah. And I've just sort of waited until you're ready to dip in and give me the breakdown. I will. will. I'm keeping track of it, but I just keep waiting for the story to get to some kind of place where it makes sense for us to do just the gist on it. Um, But we'll see, which is the same that I can say of Nexium. So Nexium was a big story this year. Keith Raniere, the leader of the cult, Nexium, was imprisoned for, what was it, 150 years or mm. something crazy like that. Um, Alison Mack, his number two, the famous actress, she is currently on house arrest awaiting trial. 
And I want to do it just the gist on that, but I'm also waiting for that to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Lots of lots of things happened mm-hmm. this year. It's been a crazy year. Another thing that happened was Penis Arm Man, the man who has a penis oh, yeah. growing on his arm <laughs> and is waiting for it to be transplanted to his penis area. But then COVID happened and elective surgeries got cancelled. And I tried so hard the last couple of days to find an update, but I can't find one. So I cannot tell you whether or not... He has finally had his penis removed from his arm and put where his penis should be. <laughs> but look, I'm keeping an eye on it. Oh, the <laughs> second it happens, I have no doubt that you're going to post about it on all of your platforms. Of course I will. But all I can say is 2020 was the year that a man had a penis growing on his arm because <laughs> that's 2020. So. <laughs> 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 Go off in a completely different direction. This is the year that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Mm. And she was an incredibly powerful force for women on the US Supreme Court, was the reason they have things like Roe v. Wade, which allows abortion. And because Trump is in charge and the US is a dumpster fire right now, she was replaced by a right-wing nutjob called Amy Comey Barrett, a woman who is part of a religious sect that literally calls the women in that sect handmaids. Mm. And she took Ruth Bader Ginsburg's place on the Supreme Court. The one positive thing we can possibly look at is that uh, yesterday the final kind of court judgments that Trump is trying to say that the election is rigged and a fraud went to the Supreme Court and they voted against him. So Mm. even though he put her on the the court, she didn't kiss his ass. She was like, no, stop it. The election isn't a fraud. You lost. Um, And he was visibly infuriated. Of course he would be. That he'd put her on the court and she was like, soz. Like, he was mad. But, but, you know, that's an election issue. I am incredibly nervous about how she will vote and what she will say when a women's issue comes up in the court because she historically has not. I mean, you know, she's literally a handmaid in a religious sect. We can't exactly Sorry, embrace yeah. her just yet. She's very, very homophobic. But, um, yes, I can understand why Trump mm-hmm. was so angry because he put three Supreme Court justices into place over the last four years and he thought that anything that he asked for, they would just deliver to him. And it's so satisfying mm-hmm. that he didn't get what he I wanted. Know. Because when it comes to the law, I mean, not even they can skirt around the, you know, the Supreme Court is about the law. Mm. And when it comes to the law, he clearly lost the election. So even if they wanted to let him through, they couldn't because on the law, they couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Okay, we're down to the last few now. I moved to Adelaide. What? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Sort of. I mean, I guess. I fell in love with a weird conservative dude and I'm now living in Adelaide. And you have spent the better part of 2020 with the most ridiculous tan I've ever seen. (laughs) Because you were meant to go overseas and then you couldn't, so you just travelled to all of our luscious beaches. Yeah, it's it's been an endless summer for me. Um, Yeah, plenty of sun damage I've done to myself. Because this is all real, mm. people. A lot of people send in messages saying, what tan do you use? Uh, no. And I just say to them, the sun. Yeah. He uses the sun. 
play. That is what he does. I would tell you if that wasn't true, but you literally just use the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come back to bite me at some point. Also, I don't bleach my hair. This is just also no, sun damage. It's the all sun. the blondness. It's all the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. Biden and Harris won the election, which actually the day we're recording this, the Electoral College confirmed today Mm. that they won. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't know until the day he's in the White House. What is it? January 21st? Yep. Yep. Mm. I'll believe it then. Yep. But yes, they won. And hopefully the last four years of epic damage will in some way be reversed. Mm. We'll see. There's a lot of repair to do. I mean, when they get in there, it's certainly a starting point, not an ending point. Um, I just hope it's not the starting point for a civil war. I mean, I think the first thing they need to take care of is COVID because Mm. sitting here in Australia, it is crazy to us. Like, to us, it was big news when two people died of it in a day. Mm. And they currently have, like, 10,000 people dying a day. Yeah. Like, they have 200,000 people getting it a day. Mm. To us, it was news when 10 people got it. Like, it is out of control mm. in that country. Like, Trump is just, it's like he he's acting like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, not alone. And there is a reason that, and there's a reason now that we're in Australia, large, we're out of lockdown. Things are not entirely back to normal, but pretty much back to normal because we f***ing knuckled down we all worked together really hard. We all went into lockdown. We all did what we had to do. We mm. all wore masks. We all stayed home. We shut everything. And because of that, we're now kind of like doing okay. Mm. I mean, I went to a musical the other night with like 3,000 people in the audience, mm. you know. There was a grand final of footy the other night that had like 40,000 people there. Like, and we haven't had any new cases because we all just were like, okay, this is going to suck for a while, but we'll do it. Yeah. And but it seems like in the US they've been like, we don't want anything to ever suck, so we're not doing it because of freedom. Yeah. And then just people keep dying. Like, people are dying. Yeah, it's so hard to understand um, why they're just being so resistant to social distancing and masks over there. It's, it's um, yeah. I guess, for a country that has spent so long celebrating their freedom, 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 they just don't like any time that they're being told what to do, um, even if mm. it's in their own best interest to do that thing. So, I mean, God, Melbourne so had it weird. by far the worst here. Yeah, they did. For so long, the tightest lockdowns and mask protocols and all that sort of stuff. And now they're already back to having music festivals because Mm. they put in the hard work. But, yeah, you're right. COVID is going to definitely be the top priority for Biden, which is tricky because that's such a hot topic issue for a lot of people. And it itself is unnecessarily divisive to talk about over there. So it is going to be really, really difficult. It shouldn't be a political issue. It's It's so weird. It's so wild. Melbourne, which by far had one of the harshest lockdowns in the world, there were a few people who were like, eh, our freedoms. But I would say 95% of the people in that state were like, let's do this together. Let's be proud of each other. Let's work really hard together. Mm. They celebrated each other. And then, you know, I think it was like a week ago, they celebrated like a certain amount, like it was like a month of straight days of no new viruses Mm. and no deaths. And the state celebrated like they had worked really hard for something and Mm. achieved it and they were proud of it. And, yeah, like you say, they're now having music festivals. Mm. Like it's so weird to me that people in the U.S. treat it as a political issue Mm. and not just like a health 
issue. And it's going to suck when Biden and Harris come into office and the first thing he has to do is get COVID under control, which means he's probably going to have to enforce lockdowns and mask wearing and make certain things mandatory. And that's going to make people hate him and conspiracy theorize and Mm -hmm. do all kinds of things. And it's like, but he's, he's, you know, so many people are dying. It's crazy to me Mm. how many, it's inconceivable to me how many people are dying. Yeah. But the people who deny it, I mean, they will just continue to say, well, they were going to die of something else anyway. They probably didn't actually Mm. have any COVID symptoms. It was just, you know, nature tape playing out its course. And, you know, if they had done more to help naturally boost their own immune system, uh, then they wouldn't have ended up with any sort of illnesses anyway. So actions have their consequences. I mean, the rhetoric is so disgusting for the COVID deniers. I just have to say I felt so happy, relieved, emotional um, when... Harris and Biden did their speeches um, for their victory Mm. moment. But the thing that will always stand out to me the most was the confetti cannon moment. Watching that live and I jumped out of my skin because they jumped out of their skin because there was this sudden Mm. loud bang when the confetti (laughs) cannon went off and you could see this moment of terror on their faces because they were in such a vulnerable position and if there was a shooter, then, you know, they were ripe for the plucking. Um, And honestly, I think my heart tried to exit my body. It was beating so hard when I heard that moment. Do you remember it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that um, obviously. But it is weird, though, that that is something that you watch in the US and you assume that that it, that it could be a shooter because if I was watching something like that in Australia, it would not even cross no. my mind that that was a possibility no. because we just don't have that here. Yeah. Like how sad to hear even the slightest bang during a US event mm. and you think it's a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we've really talked about how much the US sucks this episode. <laughs> Sorry guys. I just will say that things from our end look pretty dire. And we don't relish it. We just feel bad for you. It sucks. Yeah. Like it sucks. Okay, three more. Four seasons total landscaping. Yeah. Was when <laughs> we're almost rounding off the year. You all know what I'm talking about. The accidental press conference at the wrong place, which kind of defined the Trump presidency. They have now gone huge, big. They held a massive charity toy drive the other day Mm. and raised all this money for kids in poverty. They really have, the people who own that business have just taken their social media notoriety and run with it. And they're now actually doing really positive, cool things with it, which I think is awesome. Yeah. It's so good to see. Go and follow them if you're not already um, because so much entertainment on there. And if you want to support them as well, they're selling kick-ass merchandise. But God, Rudy Giuliani's had a heck of a year. Starting off the Borat (laughs) moment, I think, is one of the most iconic things. And that really put him in the spotlight. And the fact that he went from Mm. his Borat appearance where he was about to you know, engage in activities with an Mm. underage girl um, to then the Four Seasons total landscaping moment. He's really had a heck of a year. He's had a heck of a year. Good on him. And then this is the last thing on my list for 2020, which kind of sums up, I guess, just how weird this year has been. Uh, We've had terrible cyclone-like weather along the East Coast in Australia. And yesterday... Byron Bay Beach literally disappeared. Mm. It's gone. (laughs) How crazy is that? We end 2020 with one of the most famous beaches in our country disappearing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, like, have you looked at the photos? There is no beach there. I haven't had the chance it, to look gone. yet. I spent the day prepping oh for... Oh, my God, Jacob. Mm. Go and look. Go and look right now. Okay. It's gone. Byron Bay Beach is gone. It's going to take them a lot to rebuild it. I didn't even know how you rebuild a beach. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was a cyclone. Uh, Well, it was cyclone-level weather. Uh Like, it was hurricane-level weather. I think they said it was, like, a level one, Mm -hmm. which we don't really get hugely kind of bad cyclone weather in Australia, but this just came along in the last few days, and it hit the east coast, so... Byron Bay, Sunshine Coast, sort of north of New South Wales. And, yeah, Byron Bay Beach completely decimated. Mm. (sighs) Well, I'm sure we've got more of this to look forward to as the climate continues to crumble. Yep. And that was pretty much my just the gist of 2020. (laughs) I mean, it is today. What's the date today? The 15th of December. So I cannot guarantee that things won't happen in between today and when we drop this on January 1st, mm. 2021. <laughs> but I have got one little thing to cap us off, and that is something that we can look forward to in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this suggests that next year is going to be better or the same or worse, but would you like to hear it? Take it away. <clears throat> today, mere minutes before I came on air to mm. record this with you, Netflix announced that in 2021 they will be airing a new TV series called Man vs. B, in which renowned actor Rowan Atkinson plays a new character in a riotous comedy where a man finds himself at war with a bee while house-sitting a luxurious mansion. Who will win and what irreparable damage will be done in the process? God. That is the illustrious television series we can expect next year. They'll make anything. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I I can actually 2021 sort of, is the year of man versus B. I'm trying to sort of reverse engineer what the thought process was here. Now, his <laughs> most popular character of all time was Mr. Bean because Mr. Bean was Mr. non-verbal. Bean. It was all physical mm-hmm. humour. So if they're thinking, how do we make the next Mr. Bean with Rowan Atkinson, it needs to be something that's very oh, physical and, and slapstick. Been, yeah, very specific that this is a new character. So it's not Mr. Bean, even mm-hmm. though it sounds exactly like an episode of Mr. Bean. <laughs> so that's that's where we're headed. Can we add that to our little watch list together? 2020 is where we've been. Man versus B is where we're headed. So excellent, good. Um, but that's Destin. the end. That's that was just 2020. The gist of 2020. That. Wait, let's do it together. Ready? That's 2020. (laughs) Okay, bye. Listener.